Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Stover Harger III, and the producer of the show. And we are here to talk about repurposing content, and it is better to be done than perfect. What's up, Stover? Yeah, I, 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 I love this. When I hear that, I get excited because this is something that's really defined me in the second half of this year. Better to be done than perfect as a content creator, which I am, is something I always sort of inherently knew I was supposed to do, but it wasn't until I heard our, I mean, it was a little before that, but it really solidified when I heard one of our episodes that you did an interview with Dr. Justin Mosley called Better to be Done Than Perfect. Right, that was a quote from one of his mentors. And I thought on that when we came up with that headline, that that really was something that I'd been working on. I hadn't had it in words. And as a creative person, deep down, you always want everything you put out to be perfect. You want um, maybe your makeup to look perfect, your clothes to look perfect, the sentence to sound exactly right with all the right word choices. You want your telephone outbox message to sound perfect. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to say, um, but when you're making things like podcasts, when you're writing blogs, when you're, when you're doing video content like this, or you're republishing online coaching sessions, webinars, you can't stop and try and make it perfect. You'll never produce a thing. You'll never publish a thing. And I remember early on in digital hospitality, it was difficult to break that down because I desperately wanted so bad to make this perfect, immaculate content for this brand I really care about because I knew people were gonna be reading it in 20 years. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect the perfect link and all that. Then I sort of learned that frequency is how our content started to um, reverberate with people more. The more they saw it, the more they learned. The more they heard your voice, the more that they paid attention. And that wasn't going to happen with weekly articles or just weekly podcasts or whatever. I mean, we have to have 24-7 content in some form out there on the internet for people to find to stay relevant, but also to make sure our message gets understood. So I think as a, as a media company, we've done a great job of putting out a lot more great dynamic content that maybe sometimes isn't perfect. Maybe there's some sound issues every now and then, but at the end of the day, we stand by everything we put out because it's educational and uh, that's really what matters to us. Yeah. I think it's a, a great lesson and it's a lesson that I'm happy that we're talking about on an episode because it's something that is so important and it's also something that when I talk to people about their fear of producing content of becoming the digital storyteller that they know that they should be this is one of the primary things along with fear and ego that get in the way it's I want it to look perfect I want my Instagram feed to be a curated museum of the sexiest food so that when a foodie comes to my site, they're compelled to buy food or barbecue or burgers or sushi or whatever, whatever you're selling. And, you know, I think back to one of my mentors, which is Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary V is, you know, put out an incredible deck, which we'll put a link to in the show notes, but it's how to produce 64 pieces of content in one day. And I love that he made that because he sets the bar so high for the world that we live in. We cannot comprehend 
how many people could potentially be the audience that listens to this, that hears this, that watches this, that consumes this, that might impact them. All it takes is impact. David Meltzer, my, my business mentor and coach, talks about frequency. And that frequency, all it takes is somebody telling that story. I mean, the amount of guests that we have on, so many times I'm learning from the guests and I'm trying to do my best to ask the questions that you, the listener, will most benefit from when, in fact, it's the guest that's helping me understand things that I'm struggling with in my own life, in my own journey. And it's through those lessons and it's through those stories and it's through asking those better questions that we get to the point where, you know, even with Stover and I, the amount of work that I ask Stover is the same amount of work that I'm asking of Eric on the operational side, Stover on the media side. And it's like, fuck, this guy doesn't stop. Sunrise gratitude, 4 a.m., fucking seven days a week. Like, when the fuck do you stop? Just relax already. But like, that's just who I am. And like who I am I try to help Stover and I try to help Eric. Sometimes I have to break it. Sometimes the only way for us to progress is for me to go, listen, I don't care if you send the perfect email to the guest afterwards. I just need it to happen. So send it with the link, whether you think it's the sexiest email possible, but then it's done and it's off the list. You know, that's a Meltzer, do it now. If we don't do it now, like I leave something in my inbox. I'm an inbox zero guy. If I don't respond to it, like I just need it responded to, you know, I don't remember. It was probably a podcast. It might've been a social media post, but somewhere somebody said, you know, the amount of content that I'm putting out and the amount of digital messages that I'm responding to, I'm not taking the time to capitalize sentences. And I know how you do anything is how you do everything. Yet, I know that the microseconds, all these microseconds of me capitalizing these words, not only that, but they understand exactly what I mean without me capitalizing it. That one thing, I never capitalize anything. You should just overstake his head. And he's like, yeah, I know you don't capitalize anything. And somebody that's a journalist and a publisher, it drives him fucking through the walls. But nonetheless, I know that I can, my output can be more. And it's all about output for me, output and frequency. And that's some of the things that we hope that, you know, you guys listening can, can take away from this. Well, the more that you put out, the, the easier it is for me to do my job, which is to be a journalist, essentially on staff for a restaurant. And we advocate that everybody has like content help for any business too, because if you as the business owner and operator are on an Instagram live and you publish that and it's talking about a new thing at the restaurant, you don't have to call me up and say Stover and tell me the exact same thing. I can, you can say, go watch my Instagram video or better yet, you'll send it to me and then I'll understand. So we can communicate through content as well. So I'm observing you and everyone at the restaurant and however, you know, whatever the happenings are going on. And then I'm coming up with content and ideas based around what I observe, but it couldn't happen without the frequency. The more you do, the more I can do. Because the more information I have, the easier it is for me to do my job producing barbecue media content. So it is, it is, a, great, it is a great thing to work not more, just smarter. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, I'm not doing any more work. I'm not, I'm feeling actually less stressed out publishing more cause it gets it off your plate. So yeah. we started doing bonus episodes just like this is, <clears throat> I mean, regular listeners of the show know this is not a usual episode. Correct. I'm not usually the co-host. They're usually longer and they usually feature, you know, um, a conversation about digital hospitality and not about us. 
But we also know it's important to speak to you, the listener, and give you more content if you want to choose, you know, choose to do it. We live in an on-demand content world. You don't have to listen to every episode. Yeah. But you can if you want to. That's correct. And we, I mean, we know perfectly well. It's, you know, it's a constant reminder for me as somebody that consumes content from, you know, mentors of mine that I've never met and I continue to consume their content like Tim Ferriss have, has Jerry Springer on, Jerry Springer, Jerry Seinfeld, excuse me. <laughs> Jerry Springer would have been a different episode. Seinfeld is much better. Seinfeld, he brings Jerry Seinfeld on, but it's like, it's a two, it's an hour and a half podcast, long form interview. But then I remember why I like Tim Ferriss is the way that he asks questions, the amount of work that he does, that he gains the respect of Jerry Seinfeld, where Seinfeld's granting him an extra 30 minutes because he's enjoying the process of talking about his craft and his craft of writing writing comedy, but it's actually writing that he's talking about and tonnage and getting through all that shitty work. Like you have to be willing to do that shitty work in a disciplined way. But it's like, I consume that content. And then I remember, oh yeah, this is the things that we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out the best way to interact with you. You listening to this podcast, you're the one, you're the one that we care about. I mean, we, we literally have nothing if you don't listen, if you don't share this. You know, we've had such an incredible year where people that we respect and admire are telling their entire sales team, hey, digital hospitality, you got to listen to the podcast. Telling their entire marketing team, listen to this digital hospitality podcast. That means more to me than any amount of downloads, any amount of subscribers, any of it. Because that means the people you care, like you care enough to know that, we're giving you the content that's helping you in your job, in your profession, in your life, do something better. It's a big responsibility and we take it very seriously. How about we listen to a clip about repurposing content with your mentor, David Meltzer? I'd love to. Now, um, this is from a coaching call that you did that you asked David and, and team Meltzer if we could start repurposing these yes. coaching calls and doing them live on the internet. I do public coaching. My internal business coaching is done publicly on media for anyone that's consuming digital hospitality content. I am literally putting out the playbook to all of our business secrets because I hope that it will help you build your business. There is an abundance in the world. There is not scarcity. So that's one of the things that David teaches and we want to be good students. So we, we listen and we, uh, we oblige by republishing that content. Let's just take a listen here. You know, look at, I, I use this as an example because you're in this business. If you don't understand frequency, then go look at the lady that opens children's toys and tell me why she has 10 million views. <laughs> it's even more than that. My son, my son watches two kids that have 25 million subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Subscribers, subscribers right? Yeah. So, Sean opening a box has extreme value to a whole frequency, a channel that people are tuning into that have never seen that type of value before and have never felt that frequency, have never gotten that message. And what it's going to do is compel them to learn more about Sean and about your business. And that's why all these businesses should come to you because they're going to double, triple, quadruple their business the same way that you go to that Super Bowl video. And I promise you there's more than 100 views. 
And people lose perspective. They'll, they'll tell me. <laughs> I was trying to throw you under the bus. No, no, I love that. No, it's exactly what I do, right? I want. No, I know. I wanted two people to watch that video in a yes. year, but I wanted them to get me two more people every year, so that in twenty years I have two million people, two million subscribers, right? And your lily pond is expanding too fast, David. It's crazy though. But this <laughs> is how perspective people don't get it. I have people now tell me, right now, tell me, oh my God, you, you only got sixty thousand views on that. And I said to them, you realize that's two stadiums, right? Every day, that's yes. two stadiums of people that are watching that one piece of content. Two stadiums. If somebody would have told me when I was a kid that anything I did would fill one stadium, I would have one opportunity for five minutes to be known in front of enough people of one stadium, it would have blown my mind. It, it, it's so true that we take for granted the reach of the internet and the ability to reach so many people. So it's almost a duty to up the frequency of your content. It's a, it's a duty to post more on social. And when we notice that we're not posting as much everywhere, we have an internal team meetings to figure out how to make our quantity go up without our stress going up. How can we create systems that let us get more out there? And how can we make it easier on ourselves using technology? And that's something that everybody needs to be thinking about because you can be reaching stadiums full of people. Yeah. I, 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 what other time in history have you been able to do that without a, an invite? No one, had, you know, there's no gatekeeper anymore. This episode's shout out, social shout out goes to Barry Schuster, who is host of the Corner Booth podcast. Uh, co-host is Chris Tripoli. Um, they both put on an incredible podcast. We just repurposed one of their episodes where I was the guest. But Barry is also the publisher, um, editor and publisher for Restaurant Startup and Growth Magazine. That is a tool that restaurantowner.com, if you subscribe to that, if you're looking as an independent restaurant owner, you're looking for, um, that's the greatest resource to sign up for. Um, they have my stamp of approval. The restaurant wouldn't be open today if it wasn't for all the tools that we learned um, from them. We literally found Restaurant Solutions, which is our accounting firm, because we needed weekly financials because of the content that they wrote about. They wrote about the content enough for us to find the companies that we needed to succeed and thrive. But Barry's been incredible. We established a relationship on LinkedIn, and now we've established a friendship. We've helped him um, with some articles, some content. Um, we're going to continue to help him. Uh, restaurantowner.com, Jim Lobb. I'm going to be on a call with him, a uh, webinar in the beginning of the year. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, if you want to join that call, you're more than welcome so we can uh, share a little bit more inside of how we pivoted during COVID and how we partnered with Toast and made technology part of what we do. But yeah, this, uh, this book, uh, The Harvest, my grandfather's book, is going out to uh, Barry. So please tag us, please share the podcast, please subscribe, write a review. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Always reach out, Sean at CaliBBQ.media or Sean P. Waltreff on any social platform. Stay curious, get involved and ask for help.